Shomalechem Rabotai, Mishnah Yomi is continuing. These are the Mishnayot for Shabbat Toldot, and it is Erev Shabbat, and it is still Rosh Chodesh. And we are in Mishnah Zion in Perek Bet. So chapter 2, Mishnah 7. Shlosha Dvarim, Tzarich Adam Lomar. So there are three things a man must say, Betoch Beito, inside his house, Erev Shabbat Im Chashecha. On Erev Shabbos, Friday afternoon, Im Chashecha is literally with sunset. It means a little bit before sunset. And the partner here explains, you know, when you still have enough time to do the things we're talking about, not way in advance. You don't you don't tell people to light Shabbos. You don't remind people to light Neroth at 4 p.m. when Shabbos is going to be 6 p.m. So you understand, like, people need a reminder close to when they actually have to do it. So here's the three things. Isartem, did you take Maser? Did you take the tithes? As we discussed in detail in Zeroim, Eravtem, did you make an Eruv? We're going to get to this next in Masechet Eruvin. It refers to two types of Eruv here, an Eruv Chatserot, joining the courtyards. It was typical they would have a few different houses opening into one shared courtyard. And since that's a shared domain, our sages said they need, uh, you can't carry there unless you have a way of sharing that domain, such as placing food into one of the homes in that courtyard to share. There's also an Erev Tehumin, which some of Farshim say they couldn't do Benish Masha, we'll see, because that's putting your food far away, somewhere, you know, at the border of the Tehum, the border of the Shabbos boundary to establish your location, your Shvisa there, so you can go far further on Shabbos itself. And the third thing is Hadliku et Haner. And Hadliku et Haner is not a question, because you can see if the Nair is lit or not, says the Bart Nura. It's a, an instruction. Hey, it's a Moshkia. Let's get these Nairot going. Our mission continues. Suffolk Hashecha, Suffolk Ein Hashecha. If there's a doubt if it's Shkia yet, nightfall, or maybe not. So it's Bein Hashemashot. We're not sure if it's day or night. So the din in this time period is Ein Ma'osrin Vadai. You can't take tithes from things that really need to take tithes. Ve'en matbilin at a kelim. You can't put vessels, new kelim, in the mikvah. Kelim you bought from a non-Jew. Because this is like tikkun, it's like fixing the kli. Ve'en madlikin at a nerot. And you can't light the Shabbos candles, because this could be doing a malacha on Shabbos itself if it's already shkia. Aval, but during this time period, this ben ishmashot me'asrin at a demai. He could take tithes from demai, which we had a whole mesecht about in Zerayim, it's produce that was probably most likely tithed, but we're not sure. So we have to take the certain certain tithes, like the trumat meiser, out of Suffolk. Me'arvin, me'arvin is the verb to make an eruv. And here the Farshim explained it's an eruv chatserot. So the houses opening up to the courtyard, as we mentioned, there you could make the eruv, even benishamashot. It's only derabanan. But eruv tehumin, the tehum is mentioned in a pasuk, so maybe not. So setting up an Erev Tehumin to go somewhere further on Shabbos would be like Tikkun and would be Aser Benish Mashot. And the last one, Tomni Netachamin, and insulate the hot food. So to insulate the food is a problem on Shabbos because somebody might go to cover up his food on Shabbos to keep it warm in insulation and say, oh, it's, it's not so hot, and he'll come to warm it up or stoke the coals, and that would be a problem, and we're going to cover right, uh, right here in the next pair. We're going to turn to pair Gimbal and talk about stoves. Great, so chapter 3, Mishnah Aleph. Kira, a stove. We're going to see Kira is a double stove. And he warmed up this stove using straw or stubble. Stubble meaning thin thin twigs. So the idea is using straw or twigs. There's not, there's not really coals left over you could stoke. So the din here is, 
You can put on it cooked food. Now we're talking about Erev Shabbos. You're leaving food on the fire. Here there's not going to be much fire left in Shabbos. We're not already going to stoke it, so it's allowed. So you can put this food on the fire. Now this is distinct from the next halacha, but gefet of eitzim, if the fuel was gefet, which is like residue of oils or sesame seeds that have been squished, so it's it's got some, it's chunks, you know, it's going to burn down into coals, eitzim, regular wood, which becomes coals, they're going to stay under this oven for a while, uh, hot coals, there's a danger, they might stoke the coals to cook the food better, lo yiten, you can't put a pot of food on the stove until you sweep out the coals, so there's nothing to stoke, or you put Ever you put dirt or ash over the coals, so then it's a reminder you're not going to stoke them, they're less hot, and you're not going to go and poke them to make this food cook better. Now, the danger here is food that's not fully cooked, or food that, even though it's fully cooked, it's going to get better and more gishmak and more, you know, more delicious of a cholent if it stays on the food longer. So then you have this issue where somebody, Shema Yechote, somebody might come and stoke the coals. So when we are allowed to leave food on the fire, again, they're putting it on the fire, Erev Shabbos, and leaving it there to remain warm. So what can you put on? Beit Shammai Omrim Chamin Olov Toshil. Beit Shammai says hot water could be left on such a stove. We're really not worried he's going to try to make his water a little bit hotter. It's already hot, but not food. By food, he might really go the extra mile and try to stoke the coals and get it warmer. But Hila Omrim Chamin Toshil. But Hila says both water and cooked food. Our explanation is according to Barnuro, who says the din here is Shehiyah, leaving it on the fire before Shabbos. Some people say it's talking about Chachzira, returning food to the fire on Shabbos. And so it's a discussion and halacha among the post game. But the end of the Mishnah also discusses Chachzira, returning it. Beit Shammai Omrim, notlin of Aloi Machazirin. Beit Shammai says, once you take this pot off the fire, you can't put it back. But Hilo Omrim, off Machazirin. But Hilo says, you could even put it back. Now the Bartner explains this was conditional as long as he hadn't put the pot down somewhere else. The post game bringing another number of conditions. Perhaps some people say it's only if you had in mind to put it back right away. Shulchan Aruch and Or 253 brings other conditions. The food can't be cooled down. The heat source has to be covered, so there's no way to stoke it. Uh, so Lamaisa, to have have like a like a, a hot plate with no controls on it, or to have something with the controls covered and the the, the flame or the heat source covered, uh, consult your local Orthodox Pesach, but it can be in some cases uh, mutter to do hachsara, but you have to know the conditions to do it properly so you don't come to look like you're cooking. Shkoyach Shabbat Shalom.